I cannot wait. Oh, man. You're on the other side. You listen to the podcast, don't you? I do listen to the podcast. Oh, this will be so weird for you. It's an out-of-body experience. Okay, here we go. Cool. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. Ten out of ten people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Josh here. I have a wicked cool episode for you today because I'm joined by basically a beast of an entrepreneur who's 21 years old with a crazy backstory. Let me give you a little bit of a nutshell, and then I'll introduce my good buddy, Stephen. He started his first business at 16 years old, and he used the money he was saving up to buy his first car to buy a little beater truck and invest the rest into a business. He was profitable right from the start. He's actually in college right now. Uh, He did $100,000 while he was going to school full-time last year by himself, and then going into 2018, he decided to take it up a notch. And when I say take it up a notch. He's on pace to do 400000 in revenue this year. He's hired a bunch of people. He's building a team. Uh, I've had some coaching calls with him and stuff, and he, he just continues to like blow my mind on what he's doing, especially since he's so young and he's still in college. He's a first-generation entrepreneur. Steven, how the heck are you? Wow. Wow. What an intro. Thanks, Josh. I am very well. I'm very excited to do this with you, and I, I hope I have something to share. Um, you know, I'm nothing special. I'm just a guy, but I, I somehow have bootstrapped myself to where I am today, and uh, it's just a great honor. So thank you. Well, you're 21, going to school full-time, so you're like doing homework on your desk is sitting like thirty or $40,000 a month worth of checks next to your homework. <laughs> how do, how you, re- you at least at a minimum realize that what you're doing isn't normal, right? Oh, it's odd, man. A lot of coffee. I uh, I start school every day at 6 p.m. So I go 6 to 9 p.m. four days a week and I take an online course. So from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm working. Then I go to school for the remainder, try to fit some kind of social activity in between. And, uh, you know, I'm young. I don't have a family. I might as well devote and use my youth to something beneficial down the road. So why do you think you're so motivated? I mean, where's this coming from? What's driving you? Um, well, I'm the youngest of four. So my entire upbringing, it was, let me show you what I can do. Uh, you may not allow me to, because I'm the youngest. I can't do this, but I, I can do this. So let me prove it to you. Mm. So I think from a young age that really instilled in me that I can really do whatever I put my mind to. Um, I'm really stubborn. I'm a very stubborn guy. So if I, if I want something to work, I'm going to stick with it until it does work. Um, I don't know. I've just got this intrinsic drive in me every morning I, I wake up. It's like, my clock has started at zero, and I've, I've got to build the scoreboard back up um, every single day. But, and thankfully, I enjoy it. I have fun. I love people. I love community. So all of that bundled together with uh, the in- intellectual side of business and struggling to figure out, I don't know, it satiates me in a lot of different ways. And I don't know. I think that's awesome. And you know, being that you're 21, I know we've talked in the past like how it can feel weird hiring people older than you, even though it's not weird because leadership, it doesn't matter your age. Leadership is leadership. But what's it been like? Because this this year, and correct me if I'm wrong, is kind of, this is when you started assembling a team so you could really scale the company up. What's that been like for you? 
Without a doubt. So we're up to 11 people. A handful of those are part-time. But, I mean, our oldest hire is 49, I think. Um, it's different. It definitely is different. You're right, though. Leadership is, is, is a trait. It's a developed thing. It's not just age. Um, I, I don't know. I'm a big believer in giving respect begets respect. Um, and if I can't have a personal connection with my employees, if I don't enjoy who I'm working with, I don't want to work with them. So before I was hiring just college kids my age, and that was fine. It's hard to keep them motivated, but you know we we're all on the same page. But now actually assembling a team, um, it's cool having that sense of community that we all gather around. So it, it all feels like we're doing something bigger than ourselves that day. That if I drop my if I drop the ball, then I'm letting the whole team down. Mm-hmm. And I guess I try to position it in everybody's heads that you know you are you are a cog in this this large wheel, and it needs to turn, and it only turns with your help. Um, so I, I really try to have a one-on-one connection with everybody in our whole team. I mean, do you feel pressure because you're growing so quickly? Is this are you handling the stress well? Is there any downside to what you're doing? I mean, do you see yourself reaching a red line, a breaking point? Do you feel good and healthy and strong right now? I mean, you're doing a lot of stuff really, really quick. And on the one hand, I think it's amazing, but I'm also like kind of freaked out. Like, crap, man. Like, is Steve like? I don't want Steven to burn out. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, last week alone, I had 11 meetings, uh, about an hour each, all throughout the week with just different business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, and yeah, it, it's a lot. It's exhausting. I'm an introvert naturally, so that takes a lot out of me. Um, but again, I just really enjoy what I do. I really have fun at it, and I love that my effort determines how much success I have. So it just makes me want to put more effort in. Um, granted I'm about to leave for Peru tonight, so I, I do need some time off and it'll be good to have that. Um, it's important to pace, pace myself and I burnout is a real thing. It does get entrepreneurs and I'm always keeping an eye on that, but, um, waking up early, you know, I love yoga, um, trying to get more physically fit and active and stuff like that. Just trying to keep myself centered. What does success look like for you in the end? I mean, it seems like this is happening so quick. When do you sit back and say, I did it? What does that look like for you, at least as of right now? So it's not a financial success to me that's important. Um, now, profit is, of course, my driver. I'm not, I don't wake up for, for free. I don't work for free. Um, but it's, it's the idea of enabling my life to be able to do what I want with it. Um, and so that, that's my term of success. I don't really know if I will ever get to a point where I can say I'm successful because I will always be an imperfect human being. Um, and so... I don't know. It's just, it's like, I wouldn't feel like I've lived a worthwhile life unless I woke up every day and I tried to improve myself, if I tried to improve my business, and if I tried to didn't try to improve the lives of those around me. Now, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the practical stuff because sure. tell, us, tell us the name of your company, where you're at, your market, like what services you offer. And then I want to talk a little bit about systems and kind of how how you've done this, not just why or who you are, but like why is this working for you when other people mm-hmm. have been doing this for 15 years and, and they're still stuck and they're smart people, they're good people? Mm-hmm. So tell mm-hmm. us about your company, then we'll get into that. Um, I'm going to sound like a broken record. It's everything you say. Uh, I'll try to bundle it in a different way that will hopefully make it make more sense. Um, so I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, just south of it in Murfreesboro. We have a super booming economy right now. We have get 100 new families a day moving here into this market. It's crazy. Uh, houses houses are selling in, in a day, two days. Um, things are crazy here. So there's a lot of good with that and there's a lot of bad. Um, 
The company name is The Pressure King. We uh, we really started out as pressure washing. That's been our main focus. Now we do gutter cleaning, window cleaning, uh, gutter cleanouts, started doing concrete sealing, moving into the staining sealing part of things. Um, really, we focus on residential. However, we can handle a lot of big commercial contracts. Um, it's just – it's hefty. You know that. It's a, it's a lot to take on. It's a lot of headache. And if you're not prepared for it, it can really bite you. Um, what changed so much for me is – for the first four years, I was focused on the technical aspects of everything. Um, and me being a millennial, I was so focused on I have to drive traffic to the website. Everything's about the website. That's where people are going to find us. If I build it, they will come. That was my belief for the longest time. So I was scraping and scraping and trying to figure out why doesn't this work. And it finally dawned on me, little by little, watching your stuff, that the key to any business, Robert Hershevec's mentor told him this, the key to any business is to acquire a customer. Everything else will take care of itself. You'll become profitable. You'll generate revenue. All you have to do is focus on acquiring a customer. And so that's really where I'm trying to live these days. And I would I would attribute a lot of our success to that, um, but definitely not all of it. We've got an amazing team, an amazing team of people. Isn't it amazing how some of the most profound things are so simple? <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, that's the issue. It's like you said it to me best, Josh. You were like, this is hard. This is really difficult to do what you're doing, but it's not complex. It's not this crazy math algorithm that you're trying to figure out. You just need to take these steps every single day, and eventually you will be where you want to be. That's right. And I just think there's so much wisdom and truth in that. I mean, I, clearly, otherwise, we wouldn't be where we're at today as a company. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess my one of my biggest takeaways in the conversations I've had with you is, number one, you're, you're a very intelligent kid, okay? I'm not patronizing, but you're sharp. You're very, very sharp. But you're a doer, man. You are. You don't. You spend more time doing than most people do talk. Like you, you go execute. Um, mm-hmm. So there's some sort of weird internal drive. But you also mentioned you're a first generation entrepreneur. What? Why is it just the being a fourth <laughs> child thing? Why? How do you intrinsically know that you need to be moving and implementing things and failing and trying again and iterate? That's kind of like your entire existence is is doing. Other people struggle with that. From your perspective, why don't you? Well, I mean, you've you've got a life. Anthony Bourdain said, uh, "Life is a, is a theme park. Enjoy it. Go crazy. Enjoy the ride. Use it up entirely. Exhaust yourself. You know, I want to I want to slide into death, just barely hanging on by the my fingernails. You know, I don't really want this peaceful outgoing. <laughs> I don't want to live a mediocre life. I want to do crazy things that." People aren't doing, and it's not for the reward in it. The reward is all intrinsic to myself. Um, kind of like so, going to Peru in the middle of your busy season, <laughs> the first season that you hire your team. Let's talk about that. What types uh, of systems do you have in place? Have you started developing some leadership already? I mean, I know it's, it's been pretty quick here. Uh, mm-hmm. What's going to happen when you're gone? Um, yeah, a lot. Uh, so yes, we do have some leadership. We've got Arena. She's phenomenal. Uh, she's actually, um, working in equity track. So I'm bringing her on as a partner. She runs pretty much all of our office right now, which has been so useful. Um, I'm looking towards promoting people from within more of our technicians so we can have leads. Um, I wanted to put one of our guys in charge of the whole upsell division. And so they can focus on those numbers and how to drive traffic there. Um, yeah, we're definitely starting to pick people out and trying to structure it in a different way. I'm a big believer in um, as flat of a management period pyramid as possible. I, I'm not big into the long, tall pyramids with all the chain of command. Um, so I'm careful with it, but it definitely is useful. 
Um, and it's, it's needed. You have to, you have to systemize things. Like I, I only have 24 hours in the day and I can only do so much and I'm only good at certain things. I'm not amazing at everything. Um, I'm decent at a lot of things, but I'm not amazing at everything. So I need to focus my time on what I'm amazing at and I need to build things in a way that it's repeatable. That's what it's all about. And so, you know, I've got the scripts on the computer. We've got the phone set up. We answer them all in a certain way. Um, everything scripted out from the first customer interaction. After the job, we send Jim them with this whole um, year worth of a review or uh, more cards coming in to keep up with the customer. We've got email campaigns built out. Um, everything that I can not have to touch is my goal. I don't want to have to touch everything. I don't. I want things to go on in the company that I have no idea that are going on, as long as it's a positive thing, of course. It's almost uh, like you're skipping from stage one to stage four, which honestly, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I can think of anybody else that's really done it like that. Especially like I don't know if you've used debt or how you're financing your growth. Maybe this is a two part question for you, Steve. Get ready. Sure. Number one is. Are you moving into stage four? Because stage one, you're the technician, the person doing the work. Stage two, you're kind of you're still the technician, but you're in your truck on the phone all day, like <clears> answering yep. calls, doing bank deposits, trying to figure out payroll, trying to hire people. And then stage three, you're doing mostly sales, which I'm sure is a big part of what you're doing. But you're almost like you're trying to pivot into like you just said you're building a sales department. Mm-hmm. But you didn't even do stage two or three fully. Like you you zipped through it. So is that the case? Number one. Number two. How did you pay for this growth? What's that financial look like? Right. So number one, yes, absolutely. I have no interest in, you know, I respect the steps and that they have to be taken, but I'm, I'm interested in, in growing fast, growing strong, not growing too quickly, that things are out of control. We definitely watch our pace on that. Um, but I'm interested in the end result. You know, I've spent four years. I understand every aspect of this business from the top to the bottom, from spraying water all the way to how we answer the phone because I built it that way. Um, so I've, I've got the, I've got the knowledge of it. So now it's just making sure we're going through the steps. So absolutely. I'm trying to get to stage four, um, financing. Well, number one, I live like a college student legitimately. I'm not, I, you know, my rent is 700 bucks a month. Um, I don't live in a very nice place. I drive a 1997 truck. I, I'm not big into fancy living. I really don't care about stuff. That's just not what's important to me. So focusing on just reinvesting all of our profits back into the company. Um, and the second part to that is, I took a lot of financial risk. I mean, I've, I burned through a lot of my college fund to help finance the business. Um, last year when we almost went under, um, credit cards, God bless them. They're a gift and a curse. If used properly, you can really leverage debt in a positive manner. Um, living thin and understanding how to, how to use debt is important. I would say, um, it's easy for me to say, cause I don't have a family. It's just my, myself. If I, if I make myself homeless from this, I guess I'll grab my tent out of my closet and go pitch it somewhere. So. <laughs> well, and you are working on a computer information systems degree that you could fall back on. But, <laughs> but what you're saying though, is, is it a universal truth? It's like the, the rate of scale is in proportion to how much money you're sucking, skimming off the top for yourself, like taking out of the business. And, but it's amazing to me. And I got to believe people listening to this. It's amazing to you that a 21-year-old has a discipline because I, I understand the amount of cash flowing in and out of your checking account. A lot of people can't deal with that. I mean, it's just, it's incredible that you just have the discipline. It's, it's really awesome, man. So well, good. Well, go ahead. What are, I, you, what are your thoughts? I appreciate that very much. But at the end, what do I really want out of life? You know, it's what is your end goal and how determined are you to reach that end goal? If you don't have that at the, at the top of your mind, 
Um, I just don't think you'll make it because it takes that crazy amount of devotion and discipline. I agree. I say that every day, but some people don't listen. What's wrong with these people? <laughs> Scream people. louder, Josh. Scream oh, louder. man, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. There's this truth bombs. or dropping truth bombs. You get, look, if you're 47 and your business isn't working, you have two choices right now. You can uh, put your nose up and act like you're a hot shot, or you can humble yourself and say, you know what? There's something here. Right. And yeah, 21 year old figured it out. Like that humbles me. I mean, I can't even imagine. I was so dumb and just out of whack and undisciplined when I was your age, Steve. And it's, it's incredible what you're going to be able to accomplish uh, if you stay on this path. Now, can you teach us a little bit about what, how you build systems? I think that would be an interesting thing. You're obviously building systems left and right. A lot of people don't really even understand what that means. You know, taking something from their head. Uh, putting it into the world, training people, holding them accountable, and having it be messy and getting it. How do you build systems? What's your process look like for that? Okay. Um, I think it starts with a lot of patience for yourself. Your first iteration is going to suck. Your second iteration is going to be a little bit better, but still pretty bad. Your third's probably not going to be great. And by the fourth or the fifth, hopefully you're moving in a positive direction. It just takes time with things, and everything on paper can sound great. When you put it in practice, it just doesn't work. So we just built out a whole system for an after-the-job checklist. Um, And you've got to tell the guys 15,000 times to actually do the checklist and to stay on top of them about that. But once it becomes a core principle of the company, when you hire new people, everybody will be doing it. So really the first part of system building is find a stressor that you're dealing with every day and figure out a way to rid that stressor without you having to touch it. That's, that's, the, that's the way a system works. So if, if you're having a lot of equipment being left behind and lost, well, let's figure out a way for you to ensure that the technicians have all the equipment put back in the vehicle and that they're responsible for it. And so right now I'm having an internship made um, so that we can digitize all of those uh, checklists and everything can be done on the phone. But it doesn't really matter. You know, a piece of paper is nothing wrong with it. It took me an hour on Word you know, I wrote it up and I gave it to the guys and I said, hey, I need your feedback in a week to let me know how this is. And if we need to change it, we'll change it. Um, it's, it's not difficult. Just take a second, find a stressor that you're dealing with every single day that you shouldn't be dealing with, you know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> true. It it's true, but it's also like I can see it from both, both angles. Like what you said is true, but I can also see why people aren't doing it. It's, they overcomplicate. They're scared to put out an imperfect system or whatever, or like you said, you have to tell your guys 15,000 times, you're actually telling them 15,000 times when other people maybe don't, or they just get resentful towards their team. And all that crap just slows down everything. It messes everything up. Just keep it simple and massive imperfect action. I also know about you, like you're really, really hungry for knowledge. And I know that you've been doing networking, you're meeting people, you're just trying to level up as a business person as fast as possible. You're in the Automate Grow Sell boot camp, but you're part of a lot of different things. How important do you think that's been for what you're doing? Your confidence? I don't know, anything. And like, what's the power of having a community like that? Yeah, I mean, I try to dissuade people away from my age because um, I don't think like most 21 years old, 21 year old, and I, it's not a cocky thing. I just think that's just how it is. And so I, I'm not interested in, you know, like, oh, I'm so wonderful and great that I figured this out at 21. I'm really nothing special. Um, I really enjoy the people that I network with, which is fantastic. And they're like-minded, which is fantastic. I'm a huge believer that you are your community. Um, so who are you hanging out with? Who are you talking to? Who are you taking to lunch? 
Um, they don't have to be completely business minded, but are they are they driven people? Do they wish to wake up every day and do it better than they did yesterday? Um, I, and I find that most business minded people are like that. Um, so it it's definitely been a huge part of our success. Uh, where I, I just joined the BNI about a month ago. Um, which is just a, a referral-based networking system. And, I mean, through that, we've had, I don't know, 10 referrals in the last month. We just met with a realtor. She does luxury, uh, multimillion-dollar homes. Um, so a lot of great key people um, that if you can link up with a lot of realtors and such that are going to go promote for you and send a bunch of business back. So instead of you having to call 10 customers, land 70% of them, uh, you can have one relationship, nurture that, and from that, you, you're getting so much more business, which yeah. I think is super advantageous. Well, it's like a multiplier. It's a leverage, leverageable thing. So yes. my wife always says the best way to get friends is by being friendly. Mm-hmm. What is that? How, how did you meet all these people? You're just running around town being a networking maniac, friendly, buying people lunch? I mean, is that what you're doing? How's this happening? <laughs> Yeah, without a doubt. I'm, I'm not I'm not dissuaded for much. Like I want to get on Walmart's vendor list. So I looked up the CEO of Walmart's email and I wrote him an email said I started a pressure washing company at 16. A week later, I was on the phone with the maintenance director of Tennessee getting on their vendor list. Um, I just – to me, it's like you don't know until you try and I'm going to believe that everything will work unless I don't try it. And so I just – Go out there and try things. Go out there and talk to people. You were you were, had a podcast with Michael Dalkey. I looked him up on LinkedIn. He said he was in Nashville. So I, I gave Michael Dalkey a call, and he and I had lunch about three weeks ago. Um, and then I met with his CEO of one of his window cleaning divisions in Nashville, and that's grown into a great relationship. So just put yourself out there. The worst that someone can say is no. Um, and as long as you're a decent person and you are adding value to people's lives and, and you have, have something to offer, why wouldn't somebody reciprocate that? You got it, man. You're just you're you're too concise and clear. Stop being so perfectly clear. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, what does your family think about what you're doing and what you've accomplished so far? Like, are they aware? I mean, do they even have time to talk to you? Is your mom like texting you passive aggressively saying, "Come hang out with me and eat cookies"? Like, what's going on with that world? She's definitely not passive aggressive, but it is very self evident that they wish they had more time with me. Um, they just super proud, just a lot of love. They, they, my father sees why I'm trying to do this, that it's, it's really the service side of things. I care about empowering people around me. Um, and my mom just is blown away. It reminds me, it reminds her of her father. Um, and so, you know, they're all excited to listen to this podcast and hear my interview. Just a lot of love, a lot of support. I have a wonderful, wonderful family and I'm really thankful for that. Well, they did a very good job, Stephen. I'm very, very impressed. And I, you know what? I, I'm going to stop qualifying. Oh, I'm impressed because you're 21. I'm impressed no matter if you're 52 because cool. you've taken something and went from owner-operator to assembling a team, systemizing things, working your guts out, reinvesting money, delaying your gratification, having a very clear outcome in mind, reverse engineering, leading the people around you towards that outcome, dealing with adversity and all the issues that everybody else has too, with people not being up to expectation and customers doing this and underbidding the job and having it, all the stuff, nobody is uh, on an island dealing with all those issues. Everybody deals with them, but you're overcoming it. You're crushing it. You're going to Peru. Maybe in closing, tell us what the heck are you doing in Peru? Are you just sitting on a beach or something? <laughs> no, my, uh, my, we're all, my whole family's a bunch of travelers. So my brother's been down there for six months. He's actually teaching English 
um, to the young Peruvian children. So he's got a job doing that. So he just graduated from his English program. And so we're going to go spend 10 days, rent motorcycles for four, drive around, and then we're hiking Machu Picchu together, which is going to be 15 miles a day at 13,000 feet elevation. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. There are some incredible, like, ancient ruins that they don't really know where they came from, although they say it came from indigenous people, but they're like really complex. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, I'm trying to think of what the name of it is. It's not Machu Picchu. I've heard of that, but there's some, these weird like walls poking out of the ground. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about, but my brother was saying that they found something akin to that that nobody knows about. No, no tourists go. Only the locals go. Yeah, there's all I'll kinds of ancient, ancient epicness, and I'm a nerd with all that. So let me know. Let me know how it goes. Take lots of pictures. Steven, thank you so much. I'm so like proud to know you. So happy you're part of Automate Grissel and that we got to meet. And Keep going. Have a safe trip, my friend. Uh, yeah. If you have any final words of encouragement for people after that, I can let yeah. you go. I do, I do. Um, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot that that you're you're biting off. It's a lot that you're chewing, and I'm sure it's a lot with a family. I couldn't imagine that. Um, but in the end, I really, really believe it's worth it. Um, it's it's a take the path that's less treaded. But the beautiful thing about it is that people have already walked down this. Josh is a great example of that. Um, focusing on sales and marketing, using wonderful tools like SendGym. I don't get paid for that. I don't have a referral code or anything. I really believe in the product. That's pulled up on my computer screen right now. Um, <laughs> awesome. Thank you. <laughs> following, following these footsteps is really going to lead you to where you want to go. It's great to reinvent the wheel. I'm all about that. I'm an entrepreneur. I get it. I spout off ideas all the time. But if you want this to work, it's already been done. Just replicate it and, and do it well and do it better. You can do it. Amen to that, Stephen. You are the man. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Everybody out cool. there, quick talk. Uh, is there a way people can connect with you? Do you even want that? I'm sure you don't have time. Uh, I don't, but I love people, and I'm happy to help. Uh, my email is Stephen with a V at thepressureking.com. I would be happy to give you guys 15 minutes each if you have technical questions, if you just need some encouragement, whatever it may be. Um, as, as soon as I can respond to that, I will most certainly do. And I almost forgot. It actually, that reminded me of something. I went on your Facebook earlier because I was going to send you a message, and I realized you don't really use Facebook very I'm much. I'm a millennial, man. Right. So, yeah. But you're also like actually building your company, right? And this is something <laughs> I talk about where people are like, they're on the forums all day instead of building their business. They're strategizing right. about how to get the result without actually going and trying to get the result. And I'm looking, I'm on his page right now, everybody. His last post was on January 31st, and the date <laughs> of this recording is June 18th. That is not a coincidence, and it is because you're a millennial, too, because you guys think Facebook is horrible. But anyway, I'm going to pretend it's only because you're an epic entrepreneur. I really don't have time for this other stuff, and it's... Go out there and do. One day, we did boots on the ground marketing. We've turned in ninety thousand dollars in estimates just by walking into twenty five places in the day. There you go. So you go. It's, just go do. Just go do and go do and go do. That is insane. You the man. Fist bump. High five. Chest bump. All right. Talk to you, Stephen. Take care. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.